like it, bud? Let the dog eat, baby. Come on, Phillies. What a weekend. High atop. And back from Ocean City. The west side of Cherhill. Welcome, bud. How was your vacation? It was great. Yeah, a lot of yeah, family fun for a week in OC. We had a blast. I uh, can't talk too much about it. We get in trouble. But uh, it was a delightful week, right? We had seven straight sunny days. It's gorgeous weather. Can't ask for much more than that. A fun house. The uh, baby Ava Rose running around uh, at 18 months. Perfect age for just every second to be magical. The boardwalk, the whole thing. Uh, did we eat too much? Yeah, you can never eat too much on vacation. Did we not? Oh, we had, uh, we ate a we, lot. Do we help the stock market in Margate Strip on Amherst Avenue? We may. We ate a lot, for sure. <laughs> and of the four big places, all right, tomatoes, Stephen Cookies, uh, other places. We went to Doc's. Doc's, and, then and the uh, first place was Johnny's. Johnny's and the Johnny's winner, Cafe. The winner was? Stephen Cookies. Ooh, tomatoes. But anyway, we had a ferocious family argument. Oh, my God. The waiter was like, is everything okay? No, this is how we have fun. You know, most people jet ski. Other people go out in a yacht and fish. They do all kinds of things. Sure, you know, nautical, like, events. And not not the food family. We have unbelievable spirited passion debates about best bite, best appetizer, you know, best ambiance, best piano player. I thought Stephen Cookies was warm. Uh, yeah, yeah it, I mean, a little bit. Yep, and I like comfort, and therefore I thought tomatoes was the winner. But anyway, we had a, had a heck of a baseball weekend in town. What does it all mean? Bo is going to be joining us in about six minutes. We have a lot to talk about with Bo today. Some of a little bit controversial. We'll see what's going on. Uh, talking about Soto, watching him. Ooh, man, is, is that hard to watch? More later, what's your observations? I know you're busy with uh, puppy duties and getting acclimated for your birth, uh, <laughs> your birth, at least birth in, in September. Uh, but did you get a chance to see the games? I saw the highlights. Um, so, I mean, to come back and win three straight is, is a pretty good weekend. Padres are a pretty formidable lineup, some big names in there. And uh, just the fact that you win three straight, I know the team, their team record isn't, they're probably a better team than their record indicates, at least offensively. And to go in there and uh, and take three out of four, oh, even though it was home, take three out of four at home, that's fine. Some really close games. You had some clutch at bats. Schwarber had some good hits. Harper had some clutch hits. It's pretty good, pretty good uh, series of baseball right there. I mean, the Phillies are in a pretty good spot right now. And it all starts off with the guy in center field Right, making, making a, a catch, unbelievable. Not just the catch too, but yep. the throw so, back. I mean, the Brandon Marsh doesn't even catch that ball. Yeah, and um, to be fair, to, to be, be fair, fair, he doesn't catch fair. that ball. Nor could he even have the arm to ever make that throw. No, and this arm, guy comes up, no and he makes a throw. That's, I mean, it's you know how hard it is to make that throw. And the guy, it looks like the first baseman wasn't even on first base because he went came diving back in. And to put that right on the money from the, <laughs> for him, you can't. You're not. You're not throwing to a. Uh, a human, you're not throwing to a teammate. You're <laughs> right. throwing to a bag, <laughs> right. which you're about what, probably two hundred and fifty oh, feet away. He was well. He hit the three eighty, right? Yeah, and ninety feet away on an angle. Call it two hundred and fifty feet, whatever it yeah, actually is. Yeah. And he he he's 
saw a little white bag from two hundred. He saw a pizza box from two hundred fifty feet away. Yeah, and he threw right to it, right knowing to it. no. And the teammate got. I mean, just and I don't. Since play. you didn't see it live, and neither did I. Thank you, Tommy, for getting it to me right away. Tommy's unbelievable. If you miss something, you have it in three seconds. And Mara and I were stopped to get a lunch break on the way back from the shore. Taking the back roads, you still get hammered on the back roads. Don't even bother. Um, and I see it, and I say to Mayor, it's ironic that on the podcast we talk every week about the, what the lack of outfield defense does to win uh, percentage and all that stuff. You put this guy in center field. You move Marsh over, I think, that game to left field. The center fielder replacement makes a great catch. You're right. Marsh isn't going to make. Certainly never going to make that throw distance. Some people are saying this morning, I was on the radio this morning with the guys and Rhea, and they're saying that maybe the greatest outfield uh, Phillies throw ever. Uh, you got to go back to maybe Callison, which I remember. Um, but, you know, in recent 40 years, maybe the best outfield throw ever. It has to go a great distance, I mean, which he did. I've seen in a while, yeah. On the money, uh, he sets his feet. He knows he has time. And doesn't that just start to set the tone for the weekend a little bit? I mean, now you yeah, got... I mean, it's a great example of how, how defense sparks momentum. Right. Just keeps you in the game. Right. You know, making, we see, saw it all year, the Phillies really being hurt by a lack of defense. Destroyed. And when you see a guy come up and make an unbelievable play like that, what do you know? The, you save a run. The team wins some close games. You win, have a you know winning series, and you're playing a lot better baseball. It's just that type of stuff. It really gets all the players motivated. I think it, it helps the pitchers a it ton. Does. How much the how much do the pitchers feel energized? Less pitchers going on to that next batter, right? knowing that your your guy not only just made an unbelievable play, but then <laughs> cuts up and throws the guy out after that. It's just it's really great to see. I mean, defense is is a very underrated part of the game that we've we've obviously talked about a lot this year. I think it's a great point you make regarding how it's energizing for the pitcher. Okay, let's see. There's a triple. They know when the ball's off the bat what it is. There's a triple. It's one nothing. That guy's going to score with nobody out. It's two nothing game. Oops, double play. Right? Fresh start, <laughs> reboot. <laughs> I just saved how many pitches in the first inning? You know, 10, 15, with, 20. Well, I believe you know? it would have been the heart of the yeah. lineup oh, coming yeah. up, too. Yeah, you get a real nice break there with Tatis and Soto and, and Mikado and, and the uh, the other guy, Bogart says it, the shirt's up. But, um, yeah, I mean, murderers raw. I got a lot to say about that, too, with Boa. But, I mean, it's, it's such a big play to just set the tone. And uh, nice player. I hope the Phillies are not showcasing him. To move him, uh, it'll be interesting to see what Bo has to say about that. I hope not. I love the guy. We've been following him uh, for a couple of years, and uh, he's kind of what you see is what you're going to get type of player. They have a lot of guys, uh, A, double A, uh, which is why their single A or double A team is 35 games over 500. Uh, the Threshers, is it? And uh, they have a lot of guys that can run. I think four guys with over 35 stolen bases and uh, and hit with OPS can play D, right? And that's what's been ha- has had me frustrated all year. Yeah, Schwarber had a great weekend. Hats off. That's what he'll do. But doesn't level back off. Like everybody who's saying on the radio, oh, you know, Chuck from Cherry Hill is wrong about Schwarber. 
not that everybody's saying that, but somebody made a comment today. It's not wrong. It, it's wrong when his war shows me I'm wrong. When his when he's a plus four war, which he's never been in his life, I'm wrong because Soto's already three eight war with a negative forty two defensive ranking, but. The problem is he'll then go and, and strike out a lot and in left field. I mean, right? Brutal. Yeah, he needs to get back to yeah. DH as soon as possible. There was a ball hit yesterday, buddy. Now, the ball was jet streaming the left field. I mean, I never saw anything like that. The Padres were just flicking their bats out and balls were going out. It was crazy. Uh, he played one ball where he turned and the ball was like 25 feet to his right. You know, it wasn't even... But, hey, let's face it. It's a, it's a positive weekend. He was... Very instrumental in the wins, and I, I I love watching his home runs. How fast they you know exit speed. Uh, he, he's he's fun to watch in that regard. So we could start to dial bow before we uh, have a lot of material that he'll probably talk about, and then we'll uh, we'll be repeating the same stuff. But uh, you know the Phillies now at uh, fifty one and forty two, positive run differential. Good to see, and Atlanta maybe playing five hundred ball a little bit now. Can we uh, can we get something out of that? Wouldn't that be fun if Atlanta just sits down a little bit, gives the Philly? Could they catch Atlanta? Possibility? No, 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 no possibility. It's, it's too too much of a gap, and we're talking ten and a half games. No, not for not with what Atlanta has pitching wise, offensively. Right, I'm with you on that. Hey, Bo. Hey, what's up? Well, you're going to jump. It's great having you on board. You're going to jump right to my first point as if we rehearse this. I I watch a guy like Soto, and I almost can't believe, and I, I don't want to use uh, damaging words and say other stuff, but to keep it fair, I cannot believe the lack of hustle, the lack of passion on the field. Let me ask you something. If we watched the same weekend, I'm sure we did, how do his teammates watch a guy jogging the second on a stone cold stand-up triple not you know that ball where they collided on the saturday game and the phillies held on on that collision yeah the end of the game you know bo if that ball drops soto's walking yeah, know, he's walking i saw that yeah saw he that. doesn't score how do his teammates tatis Mikado? how do they put up with that bo i mean what goes on in the clubhouse well i don't know now how it would how it is uh, I'm not down there, but when we played, somebody would have been. First of all, the manager would have said something, but there would have been a whole lot of players to say something. Right. Um, you know, it's it's amazing that a man with that kind of ability uh, can do stuff like that, and 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 doesn't seem like anybody brings it to the forefront. Yeah. I, you know, I it's hard for me to understand because I'll be honest with you, the guys that I played with, and I'm watching our team play now. They they don't do that stuff. Uh, and again, I think it comes from uh, your peers. It comes from your coaching staff. It comes from the manager. It, it, you know, it it just it shouldn't be acceptable because I've always been told the easiest thing to do on a baseball field. There's a lot of hard things to do, but the easiest is effort. Give a hundred percent. You might not hit. You might not field. You might not make a pitch, but. Uh, in my opinion, the easiest thing to do is play hard for nine innings and 27 outs. And it seems like some people have problems doing that. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, I, I, we talked about it last year. In left field, it looks like he's almost protesting, like, 
this isn't where I want to be, so I'll go, you know, 60% because I want to play right field. Uh, the ball the ball that he doesn't get to that really turned that one game around, I mean, that's a catchable ball, and he's just yeah. – he's, he's not even three-quarters. He's half – he just kind of nonchalantly reaches for it. You know, there's not going to be a dive. His numbers defensively, this this will shock you. Uh, he's a minus 37 – DRS, they, it, it's it's something called RTOT in another language, but he's a minus thirty-seven right. as an outfielder career-wise. Bo, that's that's pitiful. That's really really bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, people uh, put their teams together now with the analytics. A lot of it when you make your team up in the winter time or make trades, uh, the analytics are at the top of the the chart, and I'm sure that. Like I said, I don't know what San Diego's going to do right now. They're they're in no man's land as far as do we sell, do we do we buy. But if you were to make a trade like that, I'm sure that whoever that whoever goes out and tries to get this guy, who like I said, he's got talent, unbelievable talent. I mean that that number obviously has to catch their attention right. when you're looking at uh, the analytic part of it. Yeah, he uh, th- this weekend. Uh, Three, the guy Mikado, Soto, and Tatis, when they when they didn't hit a home run, take the home run uh, ball out, they were four for thirty nine, batting average of one hundred two. If they're not hitting, wow. yeah, if they're not hitting a home run, I mean, you just wow. got you got guys up there, obviously swinging for the downs. You could see it. There's no adjustment. You know, speaking of adjustment, I know you're going to concur with this point. Harper comes back. Obviously, it's going to take a while to get acclimated, get anywhere near full strength. But how about the adjustment? As a great player willing to make adjustments, not a selfish player, Harper makes in June where he wasn't ready to have OPS yet, but he had a 360 on base percentage because he had 16 walks in June. So he was a different player. He was like a singles hitter walking, knowing he didn't have the power yet. Wasn't that remarkable in June how Harper came back and said, I'll chip in. I can't hit home runs yet. I don't have much OPS, but I'm going to be a team player and do what I got to do. I thought that was remarkable. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 rose to the occasion, like, a, like you just said. I mean, yesterday's a great example. The first pitch hater throws, you know, he had a very aggressive swing, and then he stepped out, and the next pitch was a slider that was up, and he, and he hit a base hit to center field. You know, he could have very easily said, Oh, this is a mistake. Let me try to get it out of here. He knew the situation. And basically that to me was really the play that uh, enabled us to win the game another inning later. But he's, he's, you know, he's a guy that he knows what his capabilities are right now. And uh, I don't think he's going to do anything foolish and try to hit home runs until he feels in his mind. He knows his body better than anybody else. But he's gotten big hits, whether they be base hits, uh, walks, Whatever the situation may be, you know, he likes those situations and he's made adjustments. There's no question about that. Yeah, he comes off of that June making that adjustment. Then in July so far, slashes 382, 462, 618 slug, 1079 OPS. I mean, it's, wow. it's just incredible. Uh, yeah, I have so much admiration for Harper. And doesn't it seem. Now that he, how do I say this? You look at the fun he's having on the field with these, this group. It just looks like Harper's obviously playing. Oh, it's know. unbelievable. He's having fun. 
He's doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turner yesterday. It's great. You know, t- t- let's take this another step further. There was a play. Uh, I want to say it was on the road trip before the All Star break. That that Harp hit a ball, and and really, very rarely he didn't run real hard, and it was brought to his attention. And I don't know who said it. I think maybe Tom's. I don't know. But, you know, I'm watching him, and every time he hits the ball now, I mean, he's full bore. Right. Uh, but, you know, he might have had a little mental lapse or maybe thought the ball was going to get caught, like all of us do. And, uh, but, you, you know, I mean, there's a guy that's uh, one of the top five players in baseball, and he even said that that's unacceptable. I mean, when, when you have guys that that aren't afraid to – face the music and say, you know what, you guys are right, instead of making an excuse. Uh, that, that's the, uh, to me, that's the total player, yeah. that he can accept some some uh, responsibility there. He knows he screwed up, and, uh, I mean, that's the mark of a superstar, I think. It's, it's great to hear him say he's never had this much fun, which obviously goes back to last year's postseason. Uh, right. Just, there's nothing not to love about the guy. And <laughs> his fast recovery time. I mean, so many players would milk that, you know, getting paid. I'll be back when I'm oh, back. Yeah. Not him. He sets a world record. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could, he, he could have very easily sat out till yeah. August. I mean, without anybody saying anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's how long it usually takes. With it, but, uh, without being overly critical, because we don't like to go there on the podcast, but j- just to acknowledge or not. You know, as a as a novice observer of the weekend, um, I'm I'm critical of uh, San Diego manager Bob Melvin for a, a bunch of things. I thought he kind of panicked and overreacted to last year's situation without Hater by by bringing him in. I thought where it wasn't necessary, and then by doing that, first game Friday, he still got a five run lead. Maybe you're not going to use him Saturday where you could have in the eighth inning when we had all the lefties coming up. I thought, right. and then he had the middle of the, did, if you notice, and I'm sure you did, he had the middle infield back on Harper, allowing the next run to score, and Harper hits a chopper. He may have even done that intentionally, knowing Harper the way he is. And and shortstop and second base were playing back on the outfield grass. Right. I'm like, why right. wouldn't they be up right now? I couldn't. What what's up? What well, am I missing there? You know, I don't. I, you know what? I, that's a good question. And there was another incident that that got my attention real quick. Uh, we went ahead five to four with first and third and one out, yeah. and Trey Turner was up, yeah. and the infield's he back. He did it again. And, and, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I understand you want to get a double play, but when you have runners that plus speed, unless the ball is really hit hard at somebody, you're not turning a double play there. But you know, those are those are head scratchers when you're watching the game. And again, uh, not being down there, I don't know the the philosophy that they do. Maybe they've done it all year, but uh, those were two incidents where you just you just brought up the harp one, and I just brought up the uh, Trey Turner one. It, it ended up being Turner got a base hit in the left yeah. field, which it was a minute point. But the strategy you, you're looking at it, and you're going because I'm thinking, all right, infield's in now because you're not going to double up uh, Trey. And I looked up, and uh, they were back. And I, like I said, I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe the analytics have something to do with it. I don't know. Uh, I, I know when we played, the strategy is completely different there. Uh, I'm talking about when I played. You got a guy that can run, and you're already down a run. You're not giving him another run. No, so, I mean those were two things that you brought up, and then the hater thing. Uh, I think that team right now is going through some tough times. Uh, 
their bullpen up until they got here to Philly was supposedly in the top five. Yeah. And I and I'm looking at people coming out of that bullpen. And I'm going, oh. maybe it's just they had a bad series. I don't know. But uh, one guy was, you know, I, we we played them at a good time because I didn't think they were into it. Uh, then again, that's just me observing. It, maybe they were into it, but uh, uh, that's a team that's. They're going to have to make some decisions here in the next 10 days, uh, buying or selling. It sounds like the Mets and San Diego, according to the the newspaper articles, they're both buyers right now. But that's hard to believe because those numbers don't look good going down this last no, month and a half, two months. No, no, no. And, man, when you lack heart, you don't grind. You're not trying to do the little things. You're not diving. I mean, how could a guy have uh, uh, Soto – has the numbers escape me here, but it's like 114 career doubles and only like five triples after his first year. You know, a triple is a yeah. hustle play, right? You, you got to bust it yeah, to get no a triple. Question. Then, you know, it's right out of the gate. Yeah, it's you right know, out of the when gate. When you hit a ball, right. in your mind, you're saying triple. And then as, you, as you're going into second, you pick up the ball and say, no, 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 it's a double. You don't right, say, right. oh, this is a double. Let me break it down between first and second. That's <laughs> exactly. That's the mentality they usually have when you get triples. Right. As soon as you get it, you go, that's three. As you're running into second, you see the ball's handled cleanly, or and then you pull up. But if you see it bobbled or they're still picking it up, then you say, I got three. Um, these things are go through your mind out of the box. They, they don't happen as you're rounding first going to exactly. second. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and then the time that the uh, skipper comes out and gets tossed, uh, of all the things that went on over the weekend, I'm thinking you're picking this opportunity to get ran. Maybe you could have done that when uh, I thought the home plate umpiring was subpar all weekend for both teams. I thought, yeah, it was terrible. Oh, God, I thought it was terrible. I mean, how yeah. many pit? Yeah. I thought San Diego may yeah. have got the worst of it as far as getting. Pit. I do. Too. Okay. So we saw. But you know what? I, I also think, in all fairness, I mean, the, the umpiring to me was. That might be the worst I've seen for four games. Right. But I will say this. If it's going to be that inconsistent, take away the box. Yeah. With, take away the box at home plate. You. you know yeah. what? Uh, and I, I, my, my question is on that, everybody's being evaluated. Players are being evaluated. Coaches are being evaluated. Managers are being evaluated. Whoever's evaluating these and they have that box, somebody's got to be – held accountable here i would think after watching those four games i don't know i don't know how they're doing this yeah but if you're going to be that inconsistent and you're leaving yourself wide open for that kind of criticism if you're in charge of the empire i'm i'm advocating take the box out because if the box is correct you know i know there's different angles but these balls that they were calling strikes Mm. And some were calling balls. Oh, the ones were calling balls were right in the middle of the zone. The ones were calling strikes is three or four balls outside of the square. Uh, I was scratching my head. I mean, it was unbelievable. And you know, when you have both sides complaining, usually if one side complains, they say, "Oh, they're just upset." But when both sides complain, there's there's some issues there. Yeah, no, no doubt. In a couple situations for the Padres, it would have been strike three. And it didn't turn out so right. well after he missed it. I'm sitting there going, oh, man, this is really bad. Why wouldn't the manager at least use an opportunity to take a warning? Yeah, to create some type of stir up just to get an energy going or to start. You know, a lot of times, as you well know, 
when you jump on a knob and you do it the right way, maybe you buy the next close one, right? That's part of the reason you're right. doing it. Yeah. It, they well, they never once showed him upset. He's stoic. He's sitting in the dugout, and then he, <laughs> he uses that time to get ran. I'm thinking it's almost buffoonish to get thrown out there. I mean, everything happened legit, you know? It, but, and I watched that play that nobody did call timeout. Yeah. Sosa ran in to get something off the field yeah. because you could see the guy at second <laughs> thinking about going to third and pitcher Hoffman. He started going to third. So if there was timeout, nobody would have done anything. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah. You know, so I guess they got that one right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, on that, I just want a, a quick, quick question here on um, what you're hearing or seeing from like the robo umps. Well, at the thing, it's, I think it's being used at the AAA level now. Is that something that you think is coming to the, to the big leagues over the next couple couple of years, or are you hearing a lot of pushback on well, on, on down from the AAA area? Well, I've I've watched it at AAA. I've watched it when, even when I went down to Clearwater. They do it once or twice a week. Uh, you know that's a tough call because I, I've seen them go through a game where you say, okay, it was okay, and I've seen them go through a game where a bunch of guys, you know, you can in the minor leagues you can tap your hat and say, I want you to look at that. You're allowed three of those. And you can't ask the manager, the hitter's got to do it, or the catcher's got to do it on the other team. And if you tap your hat three times and you lose three of them, you're done. But when you tap your hat, you're saying that's not a strike. So they replay it, and they'll go, it is a strike or it isn't. If it isn't a strike, you still have your three times you can do it. So I don't know. If if I was watching today, this last series, I might say I might be in favor of it, but I think overall, I don't know, I'm still I, – I know these guys are under scrutiny and everything, a lot of scrutiny. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd do that at the big league level. But, again, hey, they're changing all kinds of stuff. It wouldn't shock me to see it, but I would uh, – in my opinion, I, I don't think I would like it. So so one follow-up there, because I'm a little confused about when I read about how it's used. Is it the umpire, the human, making the call – and then if you challenge it, then it goes under the robot's review, or is it the robot just making all the calls and the umpire just relays them? No, it's it's the umpire okay. calling it. Okay. It's not, you, you don't challenge it with the uh, the robot. Right, umpire. so the... It's the gotcha. umpire. Okay. And and you get three of them. And you can't look at your dugout. You can't... I mean, I was watching a game, in fact, uh, in Clearwater, <laughs> Marty Malloy has done a great job managing. One of the guys did it the first pitch of the game, and he was up. You talk about a guy getting upset. You know, I said, what's he doing? He goes, I got him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, the first pitch of the game, it was, right. called a, it was called a strike, and he tapped his helmet. He goes, so what? It's all in one. Right. But it, it didn't happen after that. But they got to understand, when you hit your helmet, you only get three of those babies. Right. And when those are over, you're done. Hmm, that's be fascinating to follow. I mean, something that – yeah, it's tough if you, you think. Of, I, I like the aspect of it still being the human game and only more of, more of just a challenge. You know, it's not like what a lot of people envisioned a long time ago of it being fully just a robot making I, the decisions. You still have a lot of a lot of uh, human intervention there. You know, running the game. I, I would think. I would think uh, the, the tapping your helmet, whether you the hitter or the catcher, would work better from if, just for me. Just if I if you had to do one or the other, you know, the robot ump or let the hitters. You know, say hey, you missed that, or the catcher say you missed that. I would rather have the latter there, uh, where you get three, three of those. You know, you got the bases loaded and it counts three two, and an umpire rings you up, and you know it's a ball. You tap your helmet, 
and that changes the whole mm-hmm. outcome of that whole inning. So, yeah. but I don't know which direction they're going to go in. I'm sure they're going to do something one way or the other. So, speaking of minor leagues, how about you uh, walk us through uh, the the new. I don't want to call him defensive superstar Johan Rojas. Bo said the, he was good. You told us Bo. catch and play he made the other day in center field. Wow. I mean, you can't come up with a, a better he, opening. That oh, is insane. Take us through that. He's an elite center fielder. This guy's got tremendous speed, good arm, good jumps on balls, plays with a lot of energy. Uh, he's, In my opinion, he's going to hit, too. I know right now. I mean, he's getting his hits. A couple of well, he got one bond, a couple uh, you know flares in the outfield, but he's a strong kid. He's a wiry kid. Uh, it's just a matter of time for him. I, I would be shocked. You know, I don't know what the moving forward here, what the roster is going to look like. Would if Harp goes back to first, uh, are they going to have to make a move? Uh, I know one thing. I don't think you want him sitting on the bench. I mean, he's a nice weapon for defense, but. You don't want to stun his growth here and say, "Oh, you're going to play once a week," because uh, you you got to let him keep going. And I, like I said, I don't I don't know how they're going to use him, but uh, this kid's an elite player, uh, and he gets jumps. I see it in spring training, which is very difficult in spring training to play the outfield with the wind and the sun. And I see him just dominate defensively out there. Covers unbelievable amount of ground. Not afraid to call people off. Caught a ball the other day right in front of uh, Castellanos. Called him right yep, off. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, he takes charge Total out there. take charge. So, Total take charge, Bogues. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I really like him. Uh, I would, it'd be one guy there that I would uh, – I, I know we're in a good position right now for wild cards and everything, but uh, he's one of my keepers for me. He's, he's an elite player. One of the things the fans uh, that listen often say to us, oh, is, you know, guys, too much – stats and too much analytics we we do try to keep a fair balance and talk more baseball but it's hard not to underscore he makes that catch and i don't think marsh does make it because i don't think marsh gets that i don't jump. think too many guys make, yeah, make it exactly very fair and then he makes what a lot of people are saying this morning Bill, because we go back we're almost the same age maybe one of the best outfield throws in philadelphia philly's history that's a heck of a throw he makes to first. Oh, it's an unbelievable throw. Yeah, yeah. Now, instead of a triple. The only, the only guy that I'm going to say that I've Callison. seen. Okay. Well, Johnny, with the arm, but I'm talking about More recent. jumps. Right. Okay, yeah, jumps. Yep. When I play, is, is Maddox. And Maddox. the reason I say he stands out for me because he played so shallow. Right. right. He was like Paul Blair of the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. Good point. Those guys played right behind second base, but they had <laughs> tremendous jumps going back. Right. I don't know if Gary had the – I know he didn't have the arm strength that Rojas – Rojas has tremendous arm strength. Right. Uh, and uh, he's going to be fun to watch moving move him down the road here. Again, I don't know how they're going to use him. Uh, do you move Mars to a corner? Right. right. Uh, do you make trade? I, I don't know. This kid's going to be a big league player. It's just a matter of the finishing product. Uh, you know, if, if it's a perfect world, you'd let him stay down there and finish, but – Hey, he's holding his own right now. So again, I don't know what they're going to do moving forward. What I think they'll do is, um, once Harper is is you know cleared for first, and whether that's hopefully very very soon, uh, you got obviously got Schwarber in the DH spot, which is a huge defensive you know change right. there. Huge. I think right. my personal opinion would be move Marsh to left and put put Rojas in center because Marsh has excelled in left. 
it sounds like Rojas is really comfortable in center from what Bo's telling us yeah. as an elite defender. And all of a sudden, right now, you you then have a, de- a defense. Yeah. The outfield actually becomes from one of the worst statistically to probably one of the Because Mar- Marsh, one of the as best. I recall, a year ago, we got in a little bit of trouble when we said Marsh wasn't, his numbers at least, didn't grade out well yeah, in I mean, center, but they do in left. Just from the numbers perspective, when right. Marsh played left, and obviously you had Trout in center in, in Anaheim, or, or the Angels, uh, Marsh's numbers were, were fantastic in, in left, left field. field. If right. that translates right. again and you have a, a stud center fielder and then you have Casty who's putting up some assists and stuff, right. all of a sudden you got a really strong outfield. Really, yeah. really oh. strong outfield. Yeah, yeah, you do. You have a great outfield, I think. I mean, it's, you got two guys out there who are really um, – uh, Cash Jones has played very well. Yeah, he has. I mean, yeah. getting great jumps on balls. And if you continue that process with, with Castellanos, uh, Rojas, and Marsh, I mean, you're definitely going to have a big-time upgrade. And you got Schwab off his feet and uh, yep. Yep. probably be able to concentrate on the hitting part of it more. Uh, again, yep. it's all going to revolve around Harp on what he feels. You know, Harp's not going to go out there if he thinks he's going to right. not embarrass himself but not – do what he should do as a first baseman in the big leagues. I mean, right. he's very critical of himself, and he's going to be honest. If he thinks he can't get it done at a high level, you're, you're right. he'll tell somebody. Yeah. So, again, we just got to wait. I don't think they're going to play him every single day at first, but I think one of these games coming up, he's going to play first base. So we'll see. You know, And we can do all the pregame stuff we want and, until you get live, cutoffs, relays, where to go, man on second, you're the cutoff man. Following, uh, trailing a runner on a double down the left field line, you trail him. I mean, this thing, they happen so fast, and you don't practice that taking your ground balls or right. taking short hops at first. So well, he's got a great baseball mind, so we'll see We'll see how this plays out. I mean, hopefully keep our fingers crossed, and he, he likes it. He does well. It'll just improve our club tremendously. Yeah, I agree. You can't, when you're practicing, Bo, you can't hit the type of fungos that Turner – made plays on this weekend, right? Full extension plays like that. You, you, right. You're not no. hitting 50. No, you're not. You can't do no, that. You can, you can take all your groundhouse you want. Right. And then once the game starts, everything, it's it's a different speed, first yeah. of all. And uh, and if you're not used to playing it, which, hey, he could go out there. He still has not played in a game where you're involved in cutoffs, relays, bunt plays, right? Uh, pickoff plays, rundowns. So these things all come into play. But again, he's got a great baseball mind. Uh, he's a good athlete. He's a great athlete. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be into it. I think mentally he's going to be into it. I think he wants to be out there. And we'll see how it plays out. How about that uh, kid at first base for the Padres? Can he pick it? That guy at first, man. Cronenworth. Cronenworth. Oh. You know what? Cronenworth plays. He plays the game the right way. I know he's not hitting good. Right. I watch this guy when he hits ground balls or pops up. Uh, he's all out. He yep, gives you yep. 100%. Uh, those are the kind of guys, you know, you, you, you'd you think that his teammates would watch him play like that and they would say, hey, look at this. this guy's hitting under 220 and he's playing the game like he's hitting 350. Um, Great point. Th- th- those, those are the guys that, that, to me, are winning type players. Yep. I mean, I, I he, maybe he doesn't tool out, but but you know what? He's got a big heart. He plays the game hard. He's very very smart baseball player. Uh, I don't think he's got an error over there uh, at he, first base. And uh, he had five picks this weekend that weren't weren't the short picks right at you. 
These were right. he was sprawled out making a big windmill pick. He had some big time. Well, he had one play that he sprawled out. The ball actually came up on came him, up like on, him. on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I, was, yeah, he's a good athlete, man. I, I, those are the kind of guys you want to see him hit two eighty to three hundred, and he's capable. He just he's just not doing it this year. I'll, I'll call my wife Marion and now and then I'm yelling like like she's interested. I'm like, hey, hon, hurry up, hurry up. I'm in the kitchen. Yeah. No, 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 no. You got to see this, and I'll say, and I'll say to her. You only see this at the major league level, not D one high level. Not, no, no, no. Right. You have to see a major. This one, and she watches the play. She goes, "Yeah, that, that, yeah, Chuck. That yeah, was, he's, that, that, he's a good player. Yeah, he, he, he's special. But you're right. The rest of San Diego doesn't have his heart, and uh, that was on full display. But speaking of heart, how about the fans coming out? Uh, I got a Thank feeling uh, we're one more postseason away from going back to sellouts. I just have a oh, feeling. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Because we're, we're they're, they're, I mean, the weather wasn't great. Let's no. face it. I mean, there was Hot. rain all over the place. Right. Hot, humid. Oh, the fans have definitely, and they don't realize, oh, maybe they do, what a boost it is when you get ready to take the field. Because it's starting now. Uh, we call them the dog days. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. There's some days you come to the park, you go, <laughs> oh, my God, how am I going to get through this? Right. And then you see the stadium packed and right. the, and the, and them screaming and yelling, they have no idea how that kicks in the adrenaline and says, hey, let's go. Right. Uh, it's unbelievable. We had that year in 80, with those years we were in the playoffs, man, we had great crowds at the vet. And there's days, I'm telling you, you get up and you go, oh, man, I got to get through this. And then as soon as you get in, take the field and you see the packed house, it, it, it's just a big-time adrenaline rush. And you, you do things, you're saying, man, I didn't think I had that much energy left, but they, they give you that energy. There's no question. I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. Um, I know you got to get running, but I, you know, during the rain delay, I, I enjoyed immensely again, watching the 93 Phillies high. What a group of characters. I know we've talked about that, but here's something you may not know. As, as you do know, 800 OPS is formidable and way above league average. Do you know how many players, and this is just a wild pot shot guess. I don't expect you to get this. If you do, you get the bonus prize. But do you know how many players on that 93 team were plus, I'm going to say this slowly, plus 800 OPS, the 1993 Phillies team had how many players plus 800 bow OPS? Take a, just a wild, wild If guess. I had to guess. Just, just looking at the lineup because there were three positions we platooned. Right, right. We platooned at third. We platooned at second, and not third. We platooned at second and in the outfield. Alpha, there was one other. Right. Okay, I'm gonna say uh, out of nine, probably will be eight because the hitters pitchers pitched. Yeah, uh, you have the bench too. I'm, I'm gonna say five. Yeah, and, and Chad, what would your guess? I didn't show this to Chad. What would your guess? I mean, you weren't around uh, back in the said Bo said five. Yeah. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say six. Okay, so since you and I do look at data all day long, well, we do work at Grimley too, but we look at data a lot more than the average person. Uh, what's a lot, Chad, of 800 OPS guys? Five? Four? And five would be very good. Four is solid. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the Orioles right now, I think, have five guys so over 800. So you think I'm making this up if I tell you the 93 Phillies had nine players Above 800 OPS. <laughs> Bo, nine. Here yeah, we go. Nuts. Oh, my God. I, I, they tell you not to read lists on a podcast because people get bored, but I don't think they will here. 
Dutch, I won't read the actual OPS, so that'll take a little bit lower, but Dutch, Kruk, uh, the, the shortstop, uh, uh, Stocker, 826. Wow. That's unbelievable. Wow. Hollins, Dykstra, wow. out of the world, you know, 902. Right. Dykstra right. was unbelievable that year. Uh, Eisenreich, 808. That's what I'm surprised Yeah, I could see Eisenreich, yep. Inky, what about eight, Milt Thompson? Inky, 848. Chamberlain, 813. And Pratt, wow. 859. Uh, Chad's looking up Milt Thompson. If I may have missed one, that would be 10, but I think it's 9. And then Dykstra with 44 doubles, 6 triples, 19 home runs. You know, I don't know. What, I don't care what he was taking. <laughs> That's, he right. had 773 at bats. I, oh, I he almost had 800 at bats. <laughs> yeah, he posted. He posted. Oh, did he post? I mean, he had to be a trip. To be around, Bo. I mean, oh, he was. He, he, you talk about somebody who brings energy every day, man. And you know what? The other thing people don't understand. He might have been one of the smartest baseball guys. Everybody IQ says I've ever that. Everybody it's says it's unbelievable. That. Yep, yep. He he was the guy that said, "Read the scoreboard, right? Play the game by the oh, scoreboard." He played the game the right way. He played the game the right way. He knew exactly what he was doing. Uh, he would be a guy that would say. Now, there's a great example right there. Him and, and Dalton, and even you can throw Holland in there, too. If they saw a player not run hard, they're right in their face. Right, right. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So, And do, did you ever hang out back in the trainers? I know the players. All the time. Okay. Me and Vuk all the time. All the time. After the games, so uh, we'd stay there for two and a half, two hours, two and a half hours, just hang out and talk baseball. And I, it was legit. I mean, it was no... Win, lose, or draw. We were especially home games. We go back there and just hang out and just talk baseball. And were you, did the guys have to have thick skin to go through the training room doors? I mean, did you guys were you pretty candid with each other? Like, hey, that's a play. You, you got to get. You know, I mean, were you? Oh yeah, you yeah. you you did constructive criticism. You right. know, we go into what were you thinking here? Yep, yep, yep. You know, guys. You know, they 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 like that stuff. Right. They like to talk baseball or, or, or they would have got dressed and gone out of there and gone home. Right. They like that. Right. That that's, that's such a cool thing. But I mean, that team hit, they were uh 5.41 runs per game. Anything North of five is really good. 300 doubles that team had. That's crazy too. They walked a lot. 670 walks was second yeah. in baseball. And uh, it was an offensive machine. I mean, defensively, it was a minus 50 DRS. So there wasn't, it was a great defense, but boy, they sure right. made up for it with run production, you know? Boy. Right. And I think if I'm, unless I'm mistaken, it, it, it's been a while. I think the first half of the season, we got out of the gate unbelievable. Yeah. And if I'm, if I'm not wrong, I think we played 500 the second half. Yeah. Still. Exactly. I think that uh, I might be wrong on that, but I, I want to say, for some reason, that stands out in my mind. That's true. And what was Fergosi like in, in a few words? I mean, um, Jimmy was great. He let those guys play. He let me and Vuk be the uh, good cop, bad cop. Uh, you know, he was great. He was, players loved him. They loved playing for him. Uh, you, you didn't fool around. You know, he, he, he would not be afraid to. You know, I'm not saying he would embarrass anybody, but if he saw something he didn't like, he would call a guy in the office right. you know, after the game and say, this is. This is not acceptable. Right, right. Was there any uh, a player on that team that that pushed you mentally or tested you at all that you had to? No, I think the one guy that did, and I don't think it was maliciously, was uh, Mitch. Okay, you know he wanted to get a save every night. 
<laughs> and there were a couple games where we didn't use him. And then, you know what? The coaches or the manager didn't have to do it. Dalton did it. And that was the end of that. And it wasn't – Mitch wasn't doing it to, to stir up. He wanted to be – he wanted the ball in safe situations, no matter if his arm was falling off. Right. right. So I, I, it wasn't done like, oh, he's a selfish dude. But, you know, Dutch brought it to his attention. Hey, man, this is not the way you do it. And there was no problem after that. Well, we always try to end with stump the coach. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and this is tricky. This is tricky. 1980, your team. 1980. Okay. Uh, we were just talking about OPS. So I went over to benchmark 80. Why not? And, uh, and here we go. So there's two players, only two players. That team did not have a lot of power. Therefore, they didn't have much right. high, high right. OPS. He had elite, right. he had elite OPS and Schmidt thousand, right. of course. So you had two players on that team, uh, above, uh, 800 OPS Schmidt, obviously the one think about it and give me the other player on the 80 team above 800 OPS. Here's a, I'm going to give you a hit. It's a bit of a trick to the question. It's got to be because I would have said without a doubt bull, but it's a trick question. Yep. So. Trick question. Uh, to be fair, let me see. I'm going to give you hint number two. Not that you need it. You may, you may not. A lot of speed. A lot of speed. Uh, B- Bake McBride. No. Maddox. <laughs> I don't want to torture you here because it's tough. And this guy was unbelievable offensively too. And everybody thinks about the guy's speed. Lonnie Smith. Lonnie oh, Smith. Wow. Did he play that many games, though? Uh, bring him up, Chad. Yeah, I mean, I use some reasonable benchmark uh, of at-bats for this. Like, a couple guys. Oh, okay. did, a couple guys didn't. I did not include on the 93 team that had 19 at-bats. How many games did he play? Yeah, Chad's got to bring that up. So, uh, the 80 Phillies. Uh, 100 games. Yeah, 100 games, bro. Oh, he three, did play 100 games? Three, I, I thought it was 300 games. at bat. Three, 330 at bats. Yeah, half a season, okay. bro. Yeah, he qualifies. Okay. He qualifies. Yeah, yep. but uh, only. That was, that was, I could have guessed for a while on that one, but Lonnie yeah. was a good good offensive player. Yeah. The, he could do some things. There's a trivia question that comes out of the 80s group, which is a bit fascinating. You're going to help me with who the five bench players are. So there's Moreland, there's uh, Unser, right? So far, there's Lonnie Smith, uh, Greg Gross, and I'm forgetting yep. one. But those five players have a was higher. Why I won that team? Yes, he was. Yes, they were. But those five players, top five bench players, have a higher OPS bow than the top five position players. How about that? That's how much. Wow. That's how much production in eighty you oh, got wait, wait. from your oh. bench. We had a good bench. I we could, had a real good bench. Well, I couldn't find that. I looked at, you know, you go, I weary at a point. Yeah. I looked at 25 other scenarios, could yeah. not find that on any, any other uh, team. Yeah. Wow. That's something else. Yeah, man. we had a, we had a, we don't, we don't, we don't win the World Series without a bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, uh, and you know what? We had, we had benches, a real good bench on those teams that we came up short against the, the big red machine and the Dodgers. We had a good bench. Really we, good we, benches. During yeah. those 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 good years, we always had people on the bench that could not you know, not only is that a hard job, it's a job that they accepted uh, their roles. You know, it could have been very easy saying, you know, I should be playing every day or so it, it 
the mentality of that bench goes a long way. I'm sure they all want to play every day, but they all did their job and kept their mouth shut. Right. Right. And look at some of the big hits that they got. Highlight films about the uh, Cincinnati Reds got cooled off pretty quick by the Brewers. Huh? Yeah, they did. I, 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 I like the Brewers, but I, I just don't think offensively because they're going to, you know, when I think they're probably going to win that division. But when you get, <laughs> when you start getting in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's good to have good pitching. You're going to have to score some runs. So, yeah, offense. I, right. I don't know. I don't know about that offense. I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm glad they're coming into town now. And I'm not saying it's going to, those are easy games, but I will say that uh, they're going to have, they're going to have to score runs. To yeah, beat yeah. I'm I mean, with you. You know. So, so, so we'll, we'll see how it plays out. As, as an exit question, would your biggest surprise of the uh, year so far? I'll throw a team out. Would your biggest surprise be the Marlins or somebody else? Biggest surprise for me, considering how they're playing, are the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Okay, their pitching is un- their, their, their bullpen. Yeah. I watched them a couple of times. About they that. got a good bullpen, man. They do. Yeah. And they got some young kids, the catcher, the shortstop. And it's it's a good team. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you, you and I look at I look at Cincinnati and, and Miami and I, I really like the direction they're going in. I just think they're a little short right mm-hmm. now I as agree. far as getting to where they want to go, but they're headed in the right the arrow's headed in the right direction. But Baltimore it would not shock me watching them for the first, I don't know, 85, 90 games, it would not shock me to see them win that division. Yeah, it's it's something. It's very, very possible. Very, very possible. I mean, they have two, three, four, five guys right now with an over 800 OPS. They're and good. You look at Tampa, and obviously they've had, they've, I mean, they've been tremendous. They have a lot of right. guys that who are more, a little more established in their career, playing a little bit above their career numbers, where Baltimore has a lot of younger guys. Younger guys. Who you or probably still more in the developmental stage, a couple guys in their young mid twenties who right. aren't maybe as established, not like you can't have a career year, but the point is they're a younger team with a little more on the up. I, I very I think it's very possible Baltimore wins that division. Yeah. And, yeah. And they should they showed this yep. morning that the Orioles have as many as eight guys. Their their trade chips in the minors it can't be that oh, good and still have oh, they got eight minor guys. Oh man, did they? Draft? And, and the other team, I, I'm not just discarding Tampa. I think they they played tremendous, but it wouldn't shock me to see the Toronto Blue Jays and Baltimore going head to head for that one in yeah. that East. Yeah, I'm not on Tampa. I'm just not sold. And uh, uh, I, I and I think reading articles and everything that. that but Toronto's definitely going after a starting pitcher. Yeah, definitely. And Stroman's name's been out there a lot. So we'll see how that. So if we play a pat hand and just do a tweak, we're good, I think. I don't think we need it. And this is me. I, I don't think we need uh, – I'm not saying we're not going to do anything. Right. I think if, if we stood pat right now and, and the guys that are still on the I.L. got healthy, I think we're good. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just – you know, I, I looked at the Rangers' last start. You know, we don't make that mistake in the middle of the diamond. He gave up three runs on a home run after that play. Right. And Rangers been throwing good. Um, I, maybe a pitcher, but if they didn't, it wouldn't shock me. I'd say, hey, 
because I looked at our lineup and everything. Phew. If you put uh, Hoskins, what if Reese comes back, right? Yeah, I know. I know. Boy. Yeah. Good yeah, luck making that one. And everything. We got some guys uh, coming off the bench that, that have responded. Yep, yep, yep. Again, I don't, like I said, I, I, I know I'm going to be within the meetings with, with them on that on that trade deadline, but that Dave, I know he's very aggressive, but, you know, I, I do think he's going to do something, but I don't think it's going to be, oh, we're going to give up the farm for one. Oh, yeah. I think we're, we're I think we're in good shape where we are right now. And I I certainly hope they're not showcasing Rojas. They wouldn't think about that. No, I, right? Well, I don't know what they're doing, but I, I I'm a big Rojas guy. Right, right. I'm looking at this guy's future, man. I, I like what I see out of him. Yeah. All right. So the million dollar prizes, where does Otani end up? Does does he stay? What would well, be if your I'm, get? If, yep. If I'm the, if that's a tough call for the owner. He he doesn't want to be the guy that says, Hey, I got rid of <laughs> okay. The best player in baseball, right? But let's be honest here. If in the next ten days, I mean, even right now, they're they're hanging by a thread. Yeah, trout out. You can't just keep him unless you know for a fact you're going to sign him. Exactly. You got to get four or five. If you let this thing play out, and he goes, you know what? I'm I want to go somewhere where they're going to win for sure, and you're going to get a draft pick. Man, that's rolling the dice. I got to. I mean, if you really want him, uh, all I'm going to do is I'm going to trade him, get four or five guys, and then once free agency, I'm calling him in and saying, hey, this is what we want to give you. I'm with you. I mean, I, I don't see how you can just say we're going to keep him if you know you have no chance and get a draft pick if he if he leaves. Right. That, that's, yeah. It's a tough call. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the best player in baseball right now. It's a tough call. Well, Bo, it's great having you on. As always, you're always illuminating. And let's get a, a, a golf outing together for uh, London. We're going to come the hell over to London when we're there next year. And we'll get, good. get everybody out, man. That'd be a blast. And we'll get you back, back on the show soon. Thanks for okay. coming on. Great to All see right. the team playing at a high level. And uh, have a great week, my man. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Take Coach. Care. We'll see you. Talk to you Bye-bye. soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Bo. That's another great call. He doesn't come up shorthanded. No, never does. <laughs> it's not his style. Never, never could, probably. He's, no. he's always on his game. And uh, it's funny because I know he's sitting there watching that that San Diego product. He's just cringing watching uh, Soto. Uh, and they were saying on the radio this morning, as if they did not watch the darn series, people were talking about, oh, man, wouldn't it be great if we got Soto? I had to call in. I had, you know, we're preparing for the podcast. We're busy as hell at, at, at Grimley, right? Monday after vacation. And I had to call. I was like, guys, please take him off the wish list. Don't I would, I'd love to get Soto. After, well, you just disrupted everything, blew up everything I just said. After watching him dog it, well, you didn't watch the games. I don't watch games. No, yeah, well, you, I want to see the stats. I'm, I'm going to disqualify One that. of the best players in baseball. OPS is tremendous. This uh, guy, you don't he leads the, he leads baseball and you, walks. You can't blow your clubhouse up just because of the stats. Well, I think we could turn them around. I think we could, you know, a guy like Harper or Schwarber could get that attitude turned around. I don't think in in, in uh, San Diego he has that. I mean, look at Machado and and the Tatis, the problems that these guys have had over the years. Not Machado's had not only had problems, but histories of not hustling with those guys. He, he kind of blends right into San Diego being he a does. lazy That's team. Fair. I mean, that le- part's fair. Last year, San Diego had that left fielder, and he claimed he didn't do it where he flicked his glove, <laughs> right. telling the guy, yeah, run to third, right. and the guy was safe at third, <laughs> yeah. and he said, oh, I was trying to hit the cutoff. It was a whole whole bunch, you know, yeah. just a cover-up. San Diego, we, we were on him back then being a, kind of a lazy team. 
I think you put Soto and Philly, and the fans hold them to a totally different standard, and the players would as well, and obviously the coaching staff. So you take a, a hustling Soto in Philly with the, his ability to get on base, I would take that any day of the week. Why is he looking to walk instead of hit? Joey Votto looked to walk, and he's one of the best players If you were to home play generation. and Soto was turned around looking on every call, how long would it take to run the guy? Well, I, I don't need a dialogue. No, that hasn't, you hit, I'll that, call. That hasn't, you been a, that hasn't been a problem with Soto in terms of getting ejected. Um, if, he, if Soto's eye is so good, if he looks back, it probably was a ball. He's got a great eye. You don't you don't lead baseball in walks multiple years. He's got a great eye. And yeah, I would absolutely take his nine hundred OPS. Yeah, look, he's got a nine hundred OPS. I'd take that in any lineup. You still have to be cognizant of the team culture and what he would do to that. And he he and Schwarber do not. I've already stated I don't think it'd be it'd be a problem. I think we'd work around that. Well, that's the risk you take. And if you're going to give the guy half a billion dollar contract, that's a big risk, right? And he's 24 years old. Yeah, him for seven years. 24 to no, 31. 10 years. 10 years. Okay, that's fine. 34. That's fine. Yeah. Look, how, look how long we have Trey Turner for. His sub-700 OPS this year and his very average defensive play. Unmitigated disaster. So yeah, how about, Trey, how about in 10 years, Soto's 34 and Trey Turner's 40? Soto yeah. may produce at 34. Trey he Turner may. will be retired by 40. <laughs> very well. A small guy like that's not playing at 40. When is he going to break out? Hopefully next year. It seems like this Hopefully year. Hopefully next year. You're you're just flushing the rest of this year. <laughs> if we're going to do anything to play off postseason, I think we need Trey Turner. I think Trey Turner's ship has sailed for the year. I mean, he'll have his hot spurts and right. hot streaks and a couple games of two hit two day hits and all that. And that's great to see. Yep, yep. I just think we've seen it so much this year, hot and cold. Yep. I think that Trey Turner is like the Cassidy of last year. He needs the off season to get here and. Reboot the battery. Good analogy. I don't know if starting off in the in the World Baseball Classic just was too much to it handle. Did something. It does it, something. I mean, right? he was he looked like like the Trey Turner we we all knew. Uh, it does in in the classic, and then he just never he started strong too, and then he just faded and he never hasn't found his footing. And now so, that he has, speaking of footing, no pun intended, he can't get thrown out. He's yeah. like a, a thousand he won't, a thousand. And he, and he won't. He won't. Yeah, he won't get thrown out. We said that in the beginning of the year before the pot, right? Or our podcast. Yep. Uh, and uh, he he had some great extension plays this weekend in, uh, at shortstop you missed. I mean, well, it's, it's very- flat out, full dive, full web up and showed a good arm. Showed a good arm. It's very possible that the All-Star break was the break he needed to reset his mind. There you you know, maybe sometimes you just need a five-day reset. Well, aren't you Sigmund Freud today? Yeah, yeah. It's called as I see it. Don't buy the book, ladies and gentlemen. Just call Chad, 1-800-673. I need help. No, Probably wrong that. about 80% of the time, but that's all, that's all right. And how do they uh, catch our show, bud? What do they do? Uh, as always, speakingofsportspod.com or speaking of sports on the social media platforms and uh, Chuck's number directly for any comments. Again, if you have questions on the guests coming up or uh, you know specific Thing you want us to talk about, question for a guest like Bo, his number is 609-828-5569. Going to rant rave? Uh, rant rave. Let's go. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to rant on the All-Star game, um, which in my opinion is one of the most boring. I, I just don't find it entertaining, the game. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if it's. I don't know why. Maybe because it has no purpose, and it's in the middle of the season. Uh, at least in the NBA playoff game, it's just, it's just fun. All yeah. you, it's 160 to 150, whatever the scores are. 
I don't know. It's just it's hard to do that in baseball because the pitching's so good and the pitchers aren't going to hurt themselves by throwing you know 80 mile per hour fastballs down the middle. I would just like to see something different. I love the home run derby. I would love to see some type of skills contest, something different than the All Star game. I don't know what it would be yet, but I just don't rave, find the All Star game very entertaining. Rave on the comeback of the Philadelphia Phillies nation down the shore just for the heck of it, because I have this type of mind, right? I said, okay, I want to count Eagles garb versus Phillies. It was a hundred to three. All right, that was not the way five years ago. It was the opposite. Okay, Phillies Nation is back. They're selling out the stadium. I don't care who they play. Forty thousand this year. I guess thirty-five. I was off by five. I thought thirty-five was aggressive. By the way, they're going to sell out that stadium. I don't care who they play, and if they get to the postseason and they do pretty good. You can count on next year being a sellout once again. The fans are back and drew. The, the number of young fans, the kids wearing stuff down the shore. I mean, you know, 10 people on the boardwalk, all 10 in their Philly stuff. Last year's postseason, uh, post-COVID environment, it was what we needed, and the Phillies delivered, and that stadium was absolutely the, the loudest uh, of, of all time. Uh, and it, it, baseball's back, and, and it's doing well on a national stage. Happy to see it. The rule changes have been terrific. Every part of it, the game is flying by. So there's no more, oh, I can't watch baseball. It's boring. I still don't prefer to watch a one nothing game myself. Uh, but it's, uh, it's the rule changes were great. So that's a wrap. You can get a hold of me anytime you did on vacation. I enjoyed it, 609 828 Five five six nine. Thank you to Kristen, who I had a fun time interviewing in the off week. Absolutely. And, stepped uh, in for me. Yeah, it was a blast. I actually had some fun with her, and we did good in the ratings. It was, I got some really cool comments from fathers that have had kids or daughters play sports, and it was neat to, uh, to do that. All right? So that, that's, the, that's a wrap. Let me take us out of here with a little bit of a uh, – come on, Richie. Let us rock out of here. See you next Monday, bud. Have a good week. Busy week off to San Diego. Right.